Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcasts. Freddie is not here today and I have been promoted from host of the fantasy and the betting show to host of the regular Tuesday show. We're here to talk about the conference championships. We now know it's the Eagles versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl on the on the 12th of February. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to break down the conference championships games and talk about them. I'm joined by Adam, my usual companion for those two shows. And we've got Johnny and Sky back as they were here for the divisional games. They're going to see if their predictions were right and we'll talk about them. There is one topic before we get into it that I want to get out of the way because I know it's going to come up at some point. So I just want to get a feel about the refs before we talk about <laughs> Adam, you've had a lot to say about it, so I'm going to come to you first. How do you feel? What have I had to say about, about it? How do you I've feel about myself. the refs for this weekend? Was it the worst piece of refing you've ever seen? Do you think it was rigged? What are you saying? No, no, of course it wasn't rigged. I mean, what are these people on who think it was rigged, honestly? Um, I think with all of these games, and you get it in big games over here with our sports as well, that home crowds get favourable calls. I think it happens all the time. But I felt like the Chiefs one was just slightly too much. That was the difference between the two games. I felt the Eagles got a few favourable calls. Nothing ridiculous, but a few favourable things. I know a lot of people are going to go about the Devonta Smith catch, but when you look at where the refs were, they're not going to not give that. And they didn't challenge it. So that's kind of how it worked. Um, when it comes to the Chiefs one, there was some real dodgy stuff going on there. And it just felt like, I, I felt as the, the crowd got on their back. The crowd was so loud, got on their back. And they it, it's got to be human, isn't it? They, you have to be human in them sort of situations. They, they're not robots. They're going to make mistakes and think, Jesus, I don't want this crowd on my back because like, they're going to kill me getting out of here <laughs> sort of thing. So you feel like there's a bit of that in it. Um, I just felt it was a little too obvious that was the problem now uh sky you're um a patriots fan and obviously you've had the years of everybody saying that the refs are all on your side so looks like they're no longer on your side and they've moved to some other teams um how do you feel uh, uh, the refs did on this one do you think that especially the 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 redo uh, of the third down um which they've come out and said was definitely the referees fault um how do you feel about that and do you feel that had a big impact on the game i think it had a big impact in terms of just people questioning the integrity of the outcome in a sense and i think the issue for me was they're professional refs so surely that i'm sure the, as roger goodell and they always do every time there's a thing like this there'll be a review and in the off season something will change right they're, that's just how they deal with it i think the issue for me was if you're a professional ref and you've been doing it for years it would have been quite simple to just just let the play go and you can make an amendment on the clock afterwards. You know, what was it? Give or take 10 seconds. And I think as much as they were very lucky the Chiefs didn't score on that drive, because can you imagine if they'd went and put points up on that? Yeah, they got away with one there. Um, but I think Zach Taylor by that point was already wound up and then another one was happening. And then you could just see he probably thought, what, I need to catch a break this season. <laughs> so I don't know. It probably wasn't the first time either, but... Um, yeah, I think they need to take big blame for that because 
surely the guys in New York who communicated at the time weren't telling them. I, I don't know if they advised them on replaying that, but even if they did, I think it will change anyway in the off season. I think when you get errors that happen in a game where there isn't any rules put in place for it because it hasn't happened before, it's very hard then to decide what to do. Um, so to come up and say, yeah, just have a, a, a redo of the uh, of the down probably isn't isn't best for the teams, um, which, which is what they're not looking at. They're looking at it from a, a refs analyst perspective rather than what's best for the teams at the time. So that's a, that's a real good point. I suppose you're not going to get these issues until they crop up. Um, but you do hit on a really, really good point there um, about the fact that these decisions and when they don't go your way, it's going to impact the head coaches that way it's not going. Johnny, do you feel there's a massive, massive sort of implication? Do you think it plays on your mind as a head coach when the decisions aren't going your way? And do you think that's why there was the downfall of the decisions from the, the Bengals and the 49ers? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you can't take anything away from the Chiefs first off for the victory. I think, you know, that they on, on the evening were uh, probably edged the game. But, you know, such a critical moment. We talk, we've talked so much about this, um, the, the third down, um, you know, failed sort of play. And that, you know, could have you know, sort of contributed to the outcome of the game, given that both teams would, were level at 20 all. I mean, if I was... Yeah, Zach Taylor or any sort of Bengals fan, I'd be, be few. I'd be absolutely fuming that that's cost us um, that your team uh, a place in uh, the Super Bowl. You know, to you know to go on and, and, and get a place in the Super Bowl. Um, I think they have every every right to be, um, you know, to to react how um, um, have they have you know on, on on socials. I mean, obviously, you know, without going to the absolute extremes, but there has to be some sort of accountability. Um, and, you know, obviously um, uh, looking forward to, you know, sort of reviewing the, this sort of situation. It doesn't happen again for these sort of teams. I think, you know, far too much in sports, um, we do see, you know, some of the biggest games decided by um, mistakes. And obviously, you know, it's we're all sort of human. But um, but yeah, I think everyone has, has if you know, if you're on the, the losing side of um, uh, of this sort of situation, I think you have every right to um, to, to to question um, the processes and um, yeah, how these how these calls are made. Now we've got that out of the way. We've talked about the refs now. Go on, Adam. What you can I just say? quickly say? I felt Burrow wasn't protected enough by the refs at all. It, there was there was a good two or three rough rough in the passer calls that should have been called and weren't called. They they were the ones that I had more of a problem with. I think with the the sort of the clock and things like that, you could see there was you know when they showed the replay, there was a ref actually trying to come on and they were saying that they couldn't hear him and stuff like that. So there were things that you can kind of be like, okay, well that's fair enough. But the rough in the passer uh, plays that weren't given, they're the ones that to me were the worst. Yeah, especially when they've made big points of that throughout the season, like yeah. everything's been called. It just seems that we've got all this way to this level and, and uh, these big games like this and they're not being called. It just seems really odd. Johnny, what, what are you going for, mate? I, I think it's just all about consistency. And I think this yeah. season in the NFL, we, we've, we've seen refereeing calls that just haven't been consistent or certain teams seem to have been you know more favored on certain decisions so I think that's all you know people fans coaches are asking for is is a level of consistency and you know the 
there are far too many rules in, I think, a lot of sports. A lot of sports I watch, whether that be rugby, football, um, the NFL, it's just about making sure that everyone knows um, the, you know, the, the the letter of the law and having that sort of consistency and in, in making decisions. That's that's all anyone wants. It's it's just it's such a huge talking point. And obviously, you know, this this is a, a fundamental issue in in sports, um, which which will never go away. Um, but yeah, it's it's obviously if I was yeah a Bengals fan, uh, yeah, being on the wrong side of it this time must hurt. A great deal um seeing the chiefs obviously make it make it back to the super bowl yeah as you said the, the conversation of refs always does come up in these big games like this i just personally thought it was some of the worst refereeing i've seen uh throughout the year and i just wanted to get it out the way because let's take nothing away from the fact that the eagles won and the chiefs won and that there was nothing to do with them uh, the refs, you know, they played their game and they got it on their side. So let's talk about these games. Let's break them down. And we'll talk about the first game that we had, which is the 49ers versus the Eagles, 31 to 7 to the Eagles. The game was pretty, for me, pretty much over in the first quarter after the injury. Um, but I won't talk about it too much because uh, I didn't discuss it last week. Let's go straight into someone who did. Sky. Uh, what, what break me down the 49ers Eagles game? What were your thoughts on it? You know, I'm not going back to the refs again, but the thing I was going to say with Shanahan, I saw him come out and say about not challenging in the timeout. I think that was a big mistake. I mean, a team goes for it on fourth down. You can see receivers lining up and then going to snap the ball. I know that's a routine thing to get off, but I just think missed opportunity there. Speaking about saving a timeout, but it's a championship game. And like you said, I mean, as soon as Purdy was out, the Eagles just got going. I mean, in terms of the yardage, I think Philly only had like 38 more passing yards. Of course, they had like 67 more rushing and got it done on the ground. But the game was done. They dominated time of possession. Um, and I think the, the key battle really was that O-line just silencing the D-line of San Francisco. And they've probably been one of the best D-lines in the last five years. Um, and the Eagles offensive line just made them look ordinary. Um, and yeah, they played really well. It'll be interesting for them against the Chiefs because they've had two, I don't want to say easy wins, but convincing wins, you know. So if it, if it comes up with a little bit of adversity, uh, maybe Kansas City are more prepared for that. But I think Philly dominated and um, they can feel confident going into the Super Bowl. Yeah, you touch on one of the uh, the key things that's been spoke about a lot. The the two games got finished and they were done. And the big thing, obviously, the refs with the Bengals game. But the thing with the Eagles one is everyone's now, you know, they've got to the Super Bowl, but still everyone's saying... They had the easiest schedule. They played the Giants. Then they played a, a very banged up and injured 49ers. But when, Johnny, when's this team going to catch a break? And when are people going to start taking them seriously? And are they a serious contender? Or is it all those factors that people are now on social media splashing out there? Um, do you think the Eagles are, are the real deal? Absolutely. I mean, I was well on board the 49ers train, as you, were, you would have heard last week. Um, and obviously, you know, the different sort of talking points from the game. We've brought Purdy going out injured. But, you know, the, the, the 49ers were never in this game. And, you know, the way that the Eagles were able to manage um, the second half, you know, Jalen Hurts never got out of, of, um, out of second gear. And they didn't need to. They, it wasn't the – this is the Eagles team that we've, we've come to see, I think, this year, that where they, uh, you know, they play games where they don't need to be at, you know, the, the highest level – um, they can. They have so many superstars around, so many players that can um, can make a play or um, 
yeah, just step up when when it's needed. They they're a complete team, and they shut down for me the the most complete team in in the NFL in in the uh, the Niners. You know, outside of obviously the quarterback, but um, yeah, I mean, it's going obviously they're going to have to step it up, I think, against against the Chiefs. But they've got to deserve so much credit for you know getting to a Super Bowl, regardless of who who they've played. Um, it's obviously not an, an easy feat, and I think they'll be super confident going into. Uh, two weeks' time, they've got you know so many players I've, I've, I've mentioned just around the field. I think the only you know the question mark is you know con- uh, controlling the the phenomenon in in Patrick Mahomes. Um, that's you know the the only thing I think where the the Eagles have probably have a weakness against the Chiefs. So yeah, I mean this this team can go on um, and achieve great things, and they. They look like the the favourites. Uh, many people are saying they're the favourites uh, to go and win the whole thing. Now, Adam, um, on the betting show, I went for the 49ers. You went for the Eagles. It was the only one that we disagreed on. It went your way. Now, do you feel like... Johnny's just touched on it slightly there. Do you feel like the, the Eagles were impressive in this game? Do, do you see points in that and what it was? Or do you think it was just the fact that Purdy got injured and they never managed to recover from that. I don't really feel like the Eagles were particularly impressive in this game because they didn't need to be. They just were kind of pretty steady. And um, I must admit, I was watching it and I just thought about halfway through, go in the third quarter, and I'm just sort of thinking to myself, Jalen Hurts hasn't done anything, really. He hasn't really had to do anything. It's been pretty, uh, pretty steady. And it's like I just had a look, found his you know what he did it's 15 out of 25 121 yards passing i mean it's it's not a lot I, yeah he got a rushing touchdown but even then he only got 39 yards you know it's not anything spectacular but you know they just beat the team the, the one thing i would say about the eagles and you know i mean I, I said this ages ago and you know i got laughed at didn't i by you yeah you i'll bring it up again don't you worry i don't mind <laughs> beginning of the season what did i say you said Eagles to the Super Bowl. I did say Eagles to the Super Bowl, didn't I? And uh, I, I think they're the. I don't see where the weakness is. That's the thing. When you look at the whole team, I don't see where it is. I think the D line is is very strong. They can get to get to any O line that they're up against. I think the O line is. I mean, the one thing I'd say the Forty ers very very good against the run got taken apart by Kenneth Gamewell. I mean, Jesus, that's where we've got to. I mean, and it's all because of the O-line and moving the players in the right places. And it's like, this is the thing. I, I don't, I think they're the complete team. But in this particular performance, this game was done as soon as Purdy went because clearly Johnson is not great. Which is, you know, not his fault. He's the fourth choice quarterback, isn't he? So it's like it's it's what you expect. But he's clearly not brilliant. Um but you can't just have Purdy just handing the ball off all the time. I know he couldn't do anything else, but you can't have that and expect to get anywhere. That's that's the thing. So in this particular game, I just kind of felt a little bit like it was over before it began, to be honest. Yeah, bringing in and Duncan Sue onto that uh, D line was definitely a great uh, choice for them because early in the season we both noticed that they were struggling uh, yeah. in the middle and stopping the run, and then Jordan Davis obviously got back fit and Duncan Sue, and they've just been an unstoppable force on that defense. Um, now you say that Hurts 
didn't do a lot and didn't have to do a lot. Yet before the game, Hertz said that he didn't even feel like he was 70% fit. Uh, and it definitely at times looked like he wasn't himself and wasn't fit. There's a lot of people just talking about Mahomes playing on one leg and getting through his game. No one seems to be talking about the fact that Hertz was also extremely dinged up in this game and, and, and her. Do you think that the uh, the time gap now between now and the Super Bowl is, is enough for him to get healthy? Or do you think he's going to be carrying some of those injuries through to the Super Bowl again? I, I think he probably will. I, I get the feeling that he's going to be just... I, who's not hurt? You know what I mean? That's, that's the problem, isn't it, when she reached this point? I think he probably will be carrying some form of an injury there. I don't think it really matters. He does so much with his legs. I think that's the difference where, you know, if, if it was a leg injury, then it would be a big problem. But because it's his shoulder, isn't it? Is yeah. the problem. Be yeah, because it's his shoulder. I, I just feel like it's not going to stop him that much. And, and they can lean on the run game and he can still make passes like he did to Devonta Smith and stuff like that so it's obviously not too badly affecting him but it, it's affecting him a little bit I think he'll be fine now uh, we've talked about the offense we talked about uh, how good they are we've also talked about the defenses of collective for the Eagles yet there's one name that really really stood out in that game and that was Hassan Reddick who had the the Injured both the quarterbacks, <laughs> got the force, two forced fumbles, got the fumble recovery. Um, Sky, do you think that he was a snub for uh, defensive player of the year? Yeah, definitely. But I think the thing that went against him was you had four players on that team with double digit sacks. Um, and when that happens, that's obviously going to be given more to the scheme itself than, than any, any individual. Um... Oh. We've lost him. We've lost Sky. Um, well, uh, we'll move on to a different question. Uh, we'll, free, we'll we'll pick up. Oh, we've got him back. We've got I him got, back. I, I got. I got booted. I was talking too well about the Eagles, um, and obviously all the the Patriots fans out there were telling me, "Don't talk about them. We're still bitter about the Philly special." <laughs> but no, I'm just going to be following on from that. I mean, I'm. I mentioned, I believe it was last week about how they are only the fourth team in NFL history to reach 70 sacks in the regular season. And I had a look today and the other three teams were all from the 80s, which I found quite interesting considering that it's so offense heavy now in the NFL. You know, the rules are tailored that way. So for a defense, yes, it's a 17-game regular season now, but they've been impressive as a collective. And I think, unfortunately, that's gone against him and that's why he's got snubbed. But um, yeah, that defense is standout across the board, even at secondary. So um, they deserve all the plaudits, all of them. Yeah, definitely. They've made some really good moves uh, to get all those pieces in there. Before we move on to the next game, uh, I just want to briefly talk about the 49ers and the future for them and what's next, because they have got an aging roster. They have got um, a few people with contracts probably uh, coming up. Uh, Johnny, what do you think the fix is for them uh, next year? Where do you see them with their quarterback? Because obviously they haven't managed to keep one of the four fit. Do they go out and bring someone else in? Do they work with Trey Lance? What do you think the future is for this 49ers? Yeah, I think the big question mark is obviously, as you mentioned, at quarterback. Um, you know, Brock Purdy's been been a real sensation since he's come in as the the unexpected um sort of starlight of, of this team. Obviously it didn't work out for him on on Sunday. 
Um, and I hope it's not the last we see of him. But um, I, I do think the 49ers, to make themselves, you know, up the next level, is to, to go out and, and, and get themselves um, a veteran quarterback. I don't think, I mean, I was reading today about Trey Lance's future, um, there's talk of a potential trade uh, for him. I saw the Titans were uh, were linked um, in, in the Athletic today. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a big question marks on the career with obviously Garoppolo, uh, Garoppolo um, leaving as well to free agency this summer. Um, and, yeah, I think they've got to go out and, and, and get someone. Uh, Tom Brady's obviously been a name um, that's been heavily linked. Um, that's obviously a very short-term solution. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think he's, you know, the, the, the calibre of, of, of player. I think, he, you know, he, he can still bring a lot, obviously. Um, and, yeah, I, I think he just will add a, just a, uh, you know, a better sort of bigger dimension um, to their offence from what we've mentioned. Um, the players, you know, just passing it off. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey um, showed, you know, partly on Sunday just why he's such a, an explosive talent and potential NFL comeback player of the year. But, um, but yeah, they need to add um, um, someone who can, you know, really throw the deep balls and, um, yeah, connect a bit more accurate, that sort of thing. So, in the short term, I'd be looking at, at Tom Brady. But, um, but yeah, like you mentioned, I think there's a lot of areas um, that they need to work on. Um, Nick Bosa's obviously contract year, that's obviously a, a given. Um, but we know from, from last season there was difficult sort of issues with, with, with players like uh, Debo, um, and yeah, I think uh, yeah, just this off season, it's it's just about getting the quarterback and, and settling the same roster in for another con- championship contending um, season next year. Yeah, before the end of the season, I kind of had in my head, yeah, the roll the ball with Trey Lance, you know, back up with uh, Brock Purdy. But now knowing that Brock Purdy's injuries for six months and he's not going to be able to train in any of the off season, and we don't know what we've got from Trey Lance. I just went through it and thought it's very aging. You know, George Kittle, there's a lot of players that are in their 30s. Christian McCaffrey sort of, I know he's only 27, but he's, you know, for a running back that's taken the amount of hits he has, it's it's quite old. Bit of the O-lines get in there as well. I'm starting to think in my head that this team's maybe only got one more year in it as a before it needs to start looking at maybe and building something new. Adam, do, do you feel the same about that? Or do you think they can, they've got their... The, the ability to adapt and just run with the youngsters. Yeah, I must admit, I didn't realise how old they were. I just had yeah. a look. I, you know, they have got some guys, haven't they, that are that are quite a lot, old, especially on the defence as well. I didn't realise there was quite as many of them. Um, yeah, it's really difficult, isn't it, when it comes to the quarterback? That's the problem. It, it's, it's such a problem for them now. I mean, Trey Lance, it's, they're coming out and saying they reckon he's going to be good for OTAs. As you said about Brock Purdy, you're looking at six months. Jimmy Garoppolo, they're not going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no logic to that whatsoever. Uh, but they're ready to win now. So you sort of think well, if they're ready to go now, you're going to have to go for a veteran that's going to win now. I mean, who have you got, really? They're like, genuinely, who is there? Because, okay. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but you look at him this year. I mean, what are you doing? Are you go, are you blaming everything on the coaching? And I mean, it wasn't great at the Bucks by any stretch. I mean, it, it, I kind of get that it makes sense, but I don't know. I don't know who that veteran is that's going to de- – because this is the thing. If you're going to do it, they have to win. 
like there, there is no kind of other option here and I just don't know who that guy is I mean maybe you could go Brady I don't see them well I can't see the Packers trading Rodgers to them so that's not going to happen um so yeah I mean I, I don't quite know who this veteran is I think they are gonna their 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 sort of their arc is coming to an end isn't it in in the same way that it has with a lot of these teams that have been at the top for a long time it's just They've managed to hang on a little bit longer. Uh, they've brought in McCaffrey to kind of make it a bit more, uh, make it last a bit longer. But yeah, I think it's going to be very tough for them. I, I I don't know. I don't know where they go. Maybe they do go Brady and and put him on like a one year deal and hope that it works. But well, don't know. you know, everyone's already said this season you can plug any quarterback in there and they'll do well. I think what they really need is someone that's a veteran that's never been injured, never gets injured all season. Not Tom Brady fits that bill. Someone that they can get on the cheap. I think Tom Brady fits that bill. Sky, he was your boy for a long time. Do you think it will be Tom Brady? I think if it was any other team, I'd be saying no, but it's his hometown team. You know, the rumours of the 49ers have been there for a while now. Um, you have a great tight end in George Kittle. That's what Brady loves. McCaffrey, you know, is just basically, I mean, James White was great for the Patriots as a receiving back, but McCaffrey's the ultimate receiving back. Debo, um, I think it does make sense. And I'm sure even Shanahan's got to the point now after a few seasons where he's like, just give me a quarterback who's not going to go down injured. Like you said, um, just give me someone who can win now. And um, probably coincidentally, the NFC West seems to have dipped a bit. I know Seattle overperformed this season. The Rams are in rebuild. The Cardinals have got question marks. You know, if the Niners can get a quarterback, they're probably going to walk a division and um, be in a favourable position. So, yeah, I think Brady's an option there. I think it will either be retirement, Titans with Rabel or 49ers. I think those are his three options. Well, I've got Rogers going to the Titans on my little uh, board of the quarterback carousel. So, <laughs> anyway, maybe that. Uh, we'll move on to uh, what was the more competitive game of the two. Uh, probably the more exciting one. The one that had, for me and Adam, had uh, all the excitement building for it, which was the Chiefs versus the Bengals. Uh, 23 to 20 to the Chiefs. Went down to the last kick. Adam, uh, how do you feel about this game? Yeah, it, it was a bit different to what I think we felt it was going to be. Oh, maybe we all just hoped it was going to be a bit of a shootout. It didn't quite go the way that we all, all wished it would, but um, it was still an exciting game, still had lots of things going on. And um, yeah, I was, I was a little, obviously at the end of it, a little bit disappointed. I kind of hoped that the Bengals would get through myself. Um, but, you know, I mean, Kansas, they were good. They're a good team, and and they did a lot, didn't they? I mean, the the run game, the run game was pretty pretty dead on both teams, to be honest. Not a lot really happened there, so it kind of became a bit of a, a passing slog, which is what we thought. It's just that the defenses kind of did a lot better than what I think we all thought, especially the Chiefs' defense. That was the one that surprised me a little bit. You know, been saying it all the way through the betting show that we've been doing. You know, 32nd against passing touchdowns. They they give up passing touchdowns all the time. And at corner, they're pretty banged up and, and just not not very good anyway. Um, so it was a little bit surprising that they managed to hold them to as little as what the Bengals actually got. I think Higgins got the most, didn't he? 
uh, most yards on the Bengals side. Ch- Chase was very quiet. I know they double teamed him, but even still, they they kind of took him out of the game. So yeah, I, I was just um, it wasn't quite what we all thought, and uh, was just you know Mahomes being Mahomes, despite the fact that he's got some injury. Don't anyone tell me it's a high ankle sprain because it's clearly not. Um, but this this myth that we've got some magic man who can run on a high ankle sprain all of a sudden. But yeah, I mean that they were they did well and they they just looked uh, they looked strong. I felt like the defense really stepped up for them, which I, to me I I was a bit surprised that they did as well as they did. Now you just mentioned a few things about uh, Patrick Mahomes. There is one leg. Uh, you know he had. Three of his top receivers out at, at one point in the game. So to back up receivers, there was no run game whatsoever. Sky is now the time to start calling him the GOAT. Um, you know, he had uh, two touchdowns, you know, yards were there. Um, you know, over 100 quarterback uh, passer rating. Sh- should we just start calling him the GOAT? I love that I love that you went to the Patriots fan <laughs> yeah. on that. That is brilliant. <laughs> I was gonna go to Johnny, I thought I can't miss the opportunity. Uh, Sorry, yeah, Johnny, I've been out for a little bit. That's her. Um, the worst thing is I've been comparing Mahomes is the, and this offense to the Patriots, the way it's adapted. I remember saying last week, you know, since Tyreek Hill has left, I've been super impressed. He threw to 10 different receivers last week. Um, and yeah, I mean I hurt my ankle, high ankle sprain playing basketball once, so Mahomes obviously recovers better than I do. Not that I'm comparing <laughs> myself to Patrick Mahomes, but yeah, he scrambled really well on that uh, on that last play. Um, but, you know, for their team to be in five straight AFC title games, uh, another, another Super Bowl, he's going to be in that conversation. I mean, there was a stat about he's only... I think less than 10 touchdowns behind Brady already in like AF, um, AFC title game touchdowns. And even that made me scratch my head. I was like, uh-oh, in a couple of years, maybe I might have to um, rethink this. But I've just been very impressed that they've plugged in a lot of receivers in terms of free agency. Like you said, they had three people down. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers at home was thinking, hang on, Valdez Scantling's got 116 yards and a touchdown here. Uh, well, when Where was that for me and Lambeau? Um, so Mahomes is making it work. Uh, he's doing great. And I think his his injury, you know, no matter the severity, the offense was a little bit more simplified. And if they can just use that game plan against the Eagles, you know, and just get the ball out quickly, I think they can have real success against the Eagles defense because Brady did that against the Rams pass rush. Everyone spoke about Aaron Donald, that whole Super Bowl. And he was just sort of didn't have any impact because the ball just got out of Brady's hands within two seconds. I think if Andy Reid and Mahomes have a similar game plan, they can give Eagles defense, you know, plenty of headache and ensure that they don't have an impact. Now, Johnny, you seem really impressed with uh, the Bengals uh, last week against the Bills. I know you're talking about it on the show with Fred. Uh, what what went wrong for them in this game? Because they didn't look the same team uh, as they did in the previous two games in the playoffs. I think, um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, there was a lot obviously around the the preamble to the game with. You know, players calling out, um, cheese place. You know, uh, obviously, Burrow's sort of questions. The the mayor of um, Cincinnati get involved, and I feel that that's all the confidence always comes back to hurt you. And yeah, the the Bengals. I'm obviously not saying that you know, that Burrow's um, Burrow's impacted by 
by any sort of overconfidence is a brilliant player and is you know looks very level-headed but you know to go to Arrowhead Stadium um, and get a result is is just not an easy thing to do I know obviously they they had their record beforehand um you know oh well owning the Chiefs um was it the last three four games um but yeah it just it's just didn't work and I think you know Chris Jones um sort of highlighted you know just how um dominant the the, the Chiefs can be um he sort of you know annihilated the the, the weakened um Bengals O-line and yeah I think you know that sort of set the tone really um they never from what I saw, never really sort of got going. They're obviously in the game, it wasn't an exciting shootout as we were all expecting. Um, but yeah, I think the, um, the the pre-game antics certainly didn't help, and you know that contributed to such a, a hostile environment in in um, in Arrowhead. Um, we've obviously talked about the 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 refereeing decisions, whether there was any influence from um, the home team crowd um, is a different story, but. Um, yeah, you you can't go and disrespect um, a, t- a team like the Chiefs, uh, especially with with someone like Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, coming up against you. So that for me, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to watching the Bengals again next year. I really do think this team can go and win a Super uh, Super Bowl in the next few years. Um, but um, but yeah, I think it's just another learning curve. They're obviously a young team. Um, you know, they've got the building blocks for the future. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have many more of these AFC title games um, in the future. So, yeah, really look forward to seeing them. But, um, but yeah, just wasn't their year this year. So we're not calling it Burrowhead anymore. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam, you talked about the Chiefs being able to be beaten in the secondary. Uh, for me, I noticed that uh, the, the Bengals went pass, 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 pass. And they didn't use Joe Mixon virtually at all i think he was only on the field for like 23 of the the, the snaps as well uh do you think they 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 went a bit predictable do you think they walked into a bit of a trap a little bit of maybe um the the head coach might not have had the experience like we've seen from like andy reed do you think there's anything in that and why do you think they didn't use joe mixon had such a good game the the week before yeah it's a strange one isn't it because obviously mixon has been one that has done well I I think, I mean, we spoke about this, didn't we? That the Chiefs, the Chiefs, uh, sort of how you can get at the Chiefs is through the passing game. That was what we came out and said all the time because the stats back that up. And but when you actually look at it, they are quite impressive against the run. They don't give up much against the run, and it it was a bit of a a bit of a surprise to uh, to all of us that. Or certainly to me, when I was looking at the stats, that the Chiefs were actually as good as they are against the run because they were giving up points all the time. But when you break it down and look at it, it is very much against the pass that they struggle, and that was that was quite a surprise to see. I can only assume they went down the same route. That their theory was very much well, would would you know try the run, would do you know give it a go, see what happens, you know. But Mixon was only out there for eight carries in the run. You know, it's not enough. It's like he needs to be in there a lot more. For whatever reason, they they just went very much past heavy. And maybe it is the coaching. I I don't know. It, it just kind of felt a little bit like, you know, you, you played against the Bills, who are another defense, who are very good against the run. And you were happy to do it because it was snowy. And it's almost like, but because it's not, 
snowing, you thought, oh, well, we'll just rely on Burrow all the time. And, and the O-line struggled. You know, that O-line that did very, very well against the Bills, it really did struggle against the Chiefs. It, it got, you know, Chris Jones did get to, the, to him a lot and, and the others put pressure on that O-line and it did kind of buckle a bit, which was, again, a surprise given how well they did against the Bills. So I think, I just think that the theory was you can get at them through the passing game. And so we'll, we'll go for that. But yeah, it was, uh, didn't work. <laughs> but yeah, they, I think that was what their logic was. Yeah, I was really, really shocked to see that at, at the end of it, that Samaj P. Ryan was on the field more than Mixon. It just baffles me a little bit. Um, now, a lot of people said that uh, last season was a fluke for the Bengals. They're backed up by getting back to the game again uh, this year. Um there's a lot of people saying it's Allen versus Mahomes that's going to be the the game that we're all seeing of the future. I personally think that Burrow Mahomes is the next Brady Manning saga. Um, Sky, do you think the Bengals can can back it up, and do you think that's a game we're going to be seeing every year now? Do you think uh, they'll bounce back, or do you think they might crumble now they didn't make it back to the Super Bowl? One hundred percent agree with your Brady Manning comparison. I think you know it just seems more logical. I really like Josh Allen, but we've seen other quarterbacks in the past who you know with his body type and the way he plays get banged up over more time and the bills can't seem to draft a competent running back to sort of take that away from him it's just in his in his nature anyway to play like that so yeah and in terms of the bengals i think they can get back um the issue last year obviously after the rams game was the o-line if i had a decent o-line they could have upset the rams and then again this season it was going well and then collins got done for the season they've had more injuries and again, you can blame the O-line. Um, of course, there'll be play-calling issues there, like we've said about maybe running the ball more. Um, but I just think they've got a little bit of a cop-out maybe with the refs. I know we've all said it wasn't great, but they can say last season, we didn't expect to get to the Super Bowl. We did this year. Well, we could have made it, but it didn't work out. The expectations obviously now are going to be that I know people just say, oh, little old Cincinnati, but they've got players now to be a real force um, in the AFC and win a Super Bowl. But um, I guess they don't want to get into a 49ers territory where they've been a competitor for a few years um, and then it sort of goes downhill because, of course, once Chase, Burrow and the money starts getting paid out, then there's going to be changes amongst that team. But in at least in the short term, I think they, they're equipped to go all the way and I think they can do that hopefully in the next year or two. Yeah, they're going to have some very big contracts uh, very soon to pay with Burrow, Chase, Higgins as well. Um, so that's going to be a, a good obstacle. Adam, what were you going to join? Aren't they um, they're getting sponsorship on the stadium, aren't they, to pay for Barrow? Oh, breaking news. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> hey, we've got breaking news. Have we? We have. Do you not know this? Go on. Okay. So the Saints and the Broncos have finalised a deal for a certain head coach. I wonder who that could be. So, Sean Payton is going to be the Broncos head coach and uh, New Orleans are going to be getting a first rounder for this year and an early pick, likely a second rounder for 2024. And then they will be giving a pick back, but we don't know what that is. 
Now, Freddie, all year, all year round and in the off season, always does shows live and it's like, I really want some breaking news. I really want some breaking news. <laughs> the one who's not on, I've got it. Guys, what are your thoughts? We'll come to you, Johnny. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, it's um, an interesting... I, I mean, Peyton's obviously been linked heavily with with the Broncos. Broncos look like they've, they've got all after him um, here. But, uh, but yeah, I wasn't expecting him to, to take this job. I think it's it's going to be a real challenge for him to, to, to you know, resurrect Russell Wilson. It was a, a calamity in, in in Denver this year. Um but um but yeah I think it's that's really exciting for obviously Broncos fans. Um you know someone of, of Peyton's caliber um yeah I, I'm really excited to, to see where they go from next year. Obviously you know giving up uh, high end picks for a coach um is is a different question and you know, having given up um, already such a great deal for, for Wilson ha- is, is quite problematic um, for the future. So, yeah, the, the, the Broncos are going all in. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, yeah, they've, they've got to, they've got to improve and got to get to, um, you know, the, the high end of the, um, uh, of the contending sort of uh, arena um, in 2023 or otherwise that's, that's it for this franchise. Scott, what position you... is their first round pick? Because uh, they're not as low as what, they should be, should they? Because isn't think, it the um, the Seahawks have got it? Haven't they? No, I mm. think they. Um, so the in in the the the, the Chubb trade with the Dolphins mm. is that the one that's going to um, Denver's picks the thirtieth? Yeah, because it went via uh, the Forty Niners, oh, okay. I think, for the um, um, yeah from a couple of years ago, which I think was involved with the the Lance trade. So. Um, yeah, not particularly high, but but still makes a pick. Gets them back into the first round, though, doesn't it? Which which they didn't have. So, uh, Sky, what's your your thoughts on this? Um, I personally thought if he came out of retirement, he'd just go back to the Saints. I didn't see him going anywhere else. Um, how do you feel about this? I thought he was waiting for the Dallas Cowboys job, but you know McCarthy and Jerry Jones have their annual sleepovers, so. You probably missed the invite to that. <laughs> um, but no, I think when um, when he was at the Saints, I always thought that they should try and trade for Russell Wilson, actually. I remember saying to a friend of mine, a Saints fan. So I think that's quite a good combination for Sean Payton to, uh, to be his head coach because I know a lot of... Look, it was laughable in the end, right? Let's ride and, and this and that. But they lost so many close games that it could have gone the other way. It was like nine in total by one score. So if you can get a competent head coach, not a offensive coordinator from the Packers who wasn't even really calling plays there anyway, um, I think it's a great move. And, you know, everybody spoke about they've got weapons already in Denver um, on that offense. So bringing that mind in is going to help a lot. And what do they have to lose? Um, he Obviously, the money helps, but I'm sure he's probably also thinking he can build that team up the way he sees it. So, yeah, I think it works for both parties. Adam, we championed the Broncos uh, roster before the season started and and you said uh, that Wilson needed a full year uh, and you didn't expect them to do as well as what some of us were thinking. Um, So you expecting them to be uh, a bit of a a force next year because they have got a talented roster? Um, No, I don't think they'll be a force next year. Yeah, they they have a talented roster, but no. 
the, the problem is, is they're in this division where you've got the Chiefs and you've got the Chargers as well. And I know that the Chargers are, you know, we always have a laugh and they're serial, like, just screw themselves over every year is what they do. But um, they're still a strong enough team to get to the playoff. <clears throat> so I, I think because of that, it, it's going to be very tough for them to do it. They might. They might sort of like they'll they certainly be better. They can't be any worse, surely. So that's that's something. But I think it's going to be very difficult. Um, I mean, they've clearly gone all in, which is just odd because you're not in a you're not really in a position to go all in. But they've decided to do it anyway. I think he's going to have to work miracles. I really do. And uh, that, it's going to be tough for him. It's um, a night of breaking news. Johnny's got some more for us. <laughs> we'll cut to Johnny. It's like a proper newscast now, isn't it? We'll cut to Johnny. Well, Freddie waits, what is it, a few years uh, for some breaking news and you knew you get two in one. That's what a dream. Yes. Yeah, so the, the San Francisco 49ers um, coordinator, DeMarco Ryans, has joined the Houston Texans to become their new head coach. So we have two coaching vacancies now done and dusted and sorted within the space of five, ten minutes. Um, so, yeah. Another interesting, interesting one. Um, obviously, you know, not as prolific, I don't think, as, as Sean Payton, but I know that Ryan's has been been touted for a few jobs this year. And we actually think the Texans' job, you know, as much as the franchise is, you know, has been in complete disarray for the last couple of years, um, it's obviously a really exciting prospect to, you know, come in and really, um, you know, change the sort of dynamic of, of, of a struggling franchise. We've got a lot of young players, a lot of picks. So, yeah, I think it's definitely one for the future. I think he signed um, quite a long deal. I think it was six years I just read. So, yeah, look look forward to, to seeing how they get on over the next few years. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're going to get their, their pick of the quarterbacks as well from uh, the draft, which means he's going to get the guy that he wants. So there's going to be none of that. Um, oh, the guy there isn't the guy I want. I want another year. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting job to take. It's probably not one that I'd want to take. But we could go, I, if, we, if I carry on like this, there's going to be more and more head coaches jobs filled and I'm never going to get around everyone. So we'll leave the, uh, the Texans head coaching uh, job for tonight. Uh, I'm going to do a quick whip round of you guys because I'm sure we'll do a big show prior to the Super Bowl and get real deep into that. So just a quick whip round, guys. Who do you think your, your initial winner is of it? Uh, Adam, I'll come to you first. Who are you going with for the Super Bowl? Eagles. Johnny? I'll go Chiefs. And Sky, finally with you? I just need to throw out that I was two for two last week before I get this one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. I'm going to say 27-20 either way. I'll, I'll give you a score, but not a team yet. Is that all right? Oh, you you sat on the fence last week as well, didn't you? On one of the comments. No, we don't we don't like that. Um, <laughs> I got Freddie stitched me up by saying um, rank all four, and I just gave my predictions. I said, you know, my heart said the Bengals and the Niners. My head said the Eagles versus the Chiefs, and that's what happened. So I'll I'll have a think. You wanted a simple answer. The Eagles are the better team, but the Chiefs have got Kelsey, Andy Reid, and Mahomes. So I don't know how to decide. But, um, you know, I like always sunny in Philadelphia. I'll say Eagles then, early doors, but I might change it. 
Great reason. I mean, if, if I wasn't a giant stan, I'd probably go down that reasoning as yeah. well to, to support them, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going down that. <laughs> it's not going to come out of my mouth. Uh, you talk about the fact that you were, you got both of them right last week. Adam, you only got one game wrong from the whole of the playoffs. That's insane. Um, of your playoff bracket, and that was uh, the Bengals. You had the, uh, the the Bengals win. It's the only one you got wrong for the whole of the playoffs. You would have been going yeah. to the Super Bowl if you're on the eight 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 game. I don't know. I mean, the winner got thirteen points because of all the bonus points that they had in that competition. So uh, probably not. You would have got some bonus points, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe. Um, easy for me. I'm going to say the Chiefs because, like I said, I can't say can't say Eagles to win. It's just it's <laughs> not in my nature. Um, we'll be back again on Thursday for another fancy show. Me and Adam will be talking about the tight ends, guys. Thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, as I said, keep an eye out on socials. There will be a big Super Bowl show. We'll all be on it. Adam's looking to try and get every single person that we've had on throughout the year onto the show. Um, so look out for that. That'll be really entertaining. But till then, thank you guys and good night.